All right, man. In today's podcast, I have Nick McGowan from Houston, Texas. And uh, Nick's a good friend of mine and, and also a fellow entrepreneur and business owner. And I'm super excited to have you on, Nick. Um, you know, we, we, we were introduced a few years ago. I think uh, the first time we met was at the gym. And uh, we were talking real estate and, and kind of chopping it up. And ever since then, man, we both have seen personal growth within ourselves, but also growth in our, in our businesses. And mm-hmm. um, you have a very, I feel like a unique story with, with your entrepreneur path and some of the challenges that you overcome to, to get yourself here today, man. So I'm excited to have you on and uh, looking forward to diving into some of that, some of that golden nuggets that you've learned over the, over the, over the time of your uh, entrepreneurial path. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for having me on, Blake. I'm honored to be here and be on your show. Yeah, man. Cool. Well, uh, let's let's hop right into it, man. I mean, uh, you're an entrepreneur. Uh, you know, you're a business owner. You know, let's let's start at the beginning. How did you how did you get onto that path? Um, just from the logistical standpoint, and then also mindset wise, what made you want to become an entrepreneur? Yeah. So. <clears throat> I mean, I've kind of had it in me, I feel like for forever, um, just growing up, you know, I, I can, I can honestly like attribute a lot of like mindset stuff going back to not only like, not only the books that I've read, you know, that's like a huge contribution for most of us entrepreneurs is like books and surrounding ourselves with good people. But like, in addition to that, I can also say that honestly, like my mom, <laughs> My mom had like a big influence on my like self-confidence and uh, just like my mindset in, in, in when it comes to my approach to like what is possible with my life, like what I can do. Um, when I when I grew up and I started becoming of the age where you kind of start figuring out what's going on in the world, like, you know, your early teens. Um, my mom always told me that I, I could basically do whatever I set my mind to. And. I got into playing the drums at an early age and, and that became like my world for, for several years. I was really, really passionate about the drums still am. Um, but even more so then, and I, I had this mindset where like, I can do this at a very high level and yeah, there's probably, there's probably like a luck factor involved. Like if I'm going to make it, make a career out of this and do it at, at like a really big level, but there's really nothing stopping me from developing the skills that I need to be one of the best, you know, and that carried on over into, um, you know, my, the ventures that I've had, I've I've never really had like a, a true, I mean, we all have limiting beliefs to some degree, but I've never had a limiting belief telling me like inside my head that I can't do a business. I can't succeed in business. I've never had that. Um, And I think that stems from, you know, honestly, like my upbringing, and my mom basically always telling me that I can do whatever I set my mind to. Wow. And yeah. That's awesome, man. So it's, it sounds like your mom was kind of your, uh, your cheerleader, uh, your motivational coach, you know, growing up and, and uh, obviously a huge impact on you. Um, so that's kind of the motivation to, to in, in kind of the, the self-empowerment that got you on, on path to become an entrepreneur because you have that self-belief. But then as far as, getting into the business itself, how did you, how did you make that leap to kind of give us a little bit of your, of your backstory of, you know, after high school, what was your thoughts? What was your ideas? How did you get in onto that path? Okay. Yeah. So it kind of actually started while I was in high school. <laughs> yeah. 
So you started early. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just like fooled around a lot. It took some time to gain some maturity, but so like in high school, I was probably 17. Um, I somehow convinced my mom and dad to fund the purchase of like a pallet of clothes from like Macy's, like, you know, nice. the old, old stuff that they, yeah. you know, they're, that they're getting rid of at a discount. You know, we were buying right. it, I bought it in bulk. I literally bought like, I think like two pallets, actually. It was like $3,000 worth of merchandise. Wow. <laughs> Dude, but three thousand in high school—that is a lot of money, man. For yeah, me, right? I, <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was huge. And um, I mean, long story short, like I I had a vision to like start an online store, um, you know, e-commerce, nice. <laughs> and I, I was selling stuff on eBay. I was selling plus-size women's clothing on eBay, and like I read a little bit about. <laughs> Dude, this is this. I'm just learning this for the first time. This is awesome. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I usually skip this part, but yeah, you yeah. Know, how, did, how did I get into this? So yeah. yeah, like we, I bought a pallet or two pallets or so of, of plus size women's clothing, and I had read a little bit about niching down, right? Right. And so the mindset behind it that I had, like the belief that I had, my business model was essentially like, um, I, I, I had a proposition that like women that are plus size or a little bit overweight, they're going to be a little bit more self-conscious about like shopping for clothing. So an online store just made sense. And it didn't seem like there was like that many people like in that niche. I saw like big and tall as like men's big and tall clothing, like on eBay, like I saw some stores that appeared to be doing really well. Like they had a lot of like traffic and they had a lot of products and, you know, on eBay would say like how many of a certain item had been purchased already. So I had seen that like that was being successful. Um, and so I, I just started taking action. So we bought the merchandise and then I like, I set up like a little system for like taking the photos. I would take a picture of like the number. So I would like number all the photos. I take a picture of like this, um, uh, dry erase board with a number on it and that would right. correspond to a photo and i would like keep track of that and then i would like try wow. to do it all in bulk and then it, it didn't work out um i made money i made the most money on the jeans <laughs> <laughs> like in hindsight like i, I wish yeah. i, I should have done just done just jeans like I, there's there's so many different for for those of you guys that are listening that are men there are like literally a thousand different articles of clothing for women and we don't, we just don't have them for men. So like, right. th- that's one, that's one thing that happened. Like I was trying to figure out what some of these articles of clothing even were. Like, I didn't even know <laughs> what to call it. <laughs> like, and so like, I don't know, it just got to the point where like, I didn't have the maturity to like, see it really through that much. And I mean, I sold some things. I ended up liquidating it all um, to like another seller uh, when I actually, while, while I was in college. So like it, you know, it was like a, it took a while. Um, but I mean, that was the first thing that I did. And just like my lack of maturity is like the reason that like, I didn't stick with it and I didn't, um, see it through to the end. And, um, so then I go into, then I go, I'm in college. I changed my major a million times. I didn't really know what I want to do. It hadn't really solidified in my mind yet, like as my identity that yes, I'm an entrepreneur and this is the path I'm going to take. I was like, I was playing in a band and playing shows and like really loving that. 
having a great time with that. I wanted to do that forever. Yeah. yeah. Be a rock star. <laughs> yeah. That's what I wanted yeah. to do, man. That's what I wanted to do. Absolutely. I had a had a blast playing a lot of shows. Got to open up for some pretty cool bands and meet some really good artists and, and you know, had a great time with that. Um, you know, and like I said, I, I changed my major like a lot of times, I think literally five, four or five times while I was in college. And um, I met my wife while I was uh, in college. She had actually seen my drumming videos on YouTube. She messaged nice. me. We started talking, you know, long story short, we got real serious and decided to get married. Um, I moved to Houston, Texas at that time. And she was already working and kind of farther along in her career than me. So, you know, she's a little bit older than me and she's a petroleum engineer by trade, has a master's degree, really smart girl. And, um, you know, I'm just, I, I got married and then I'm like, I still don't know what I'm going to do. I still know what I'm going to be when I grow up. Um, so I'm, I'm going to college. I'm already married. I'm still in college <laughs> and I moved to Houston and I find a job working for, um, this guy's company that Melina, my wife knew uh, the owner and he's like, yeah, come work for me. So I started doing commercial window tending for this guy's company. Okay. And literally not even a year goes by and I had like already quit my job <laughs> and I started a window tending company. Wow. Wow. That's awesome, man. I mean, that's so to be honest with you, to start any sort of entrepreneurial uh, venture in high school is really, really impressive. Cause I mean, I'll be honest with you, man, in high school, dude, when I was in high school, I mean, I was just playing Halo on Xbox. You know what I mean? Like I, I did too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was, I think that's really, really cool, man. But I also think it's really awesome because you had, you know, your, 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 the support of your, your mom and your dad, that to me, it sounds like really just, you know, invigorated you with, with a lot of your belief and your self-confidence to allow you to even take that path. Even if you don't have the belief, you don't even conjure up ideas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and so it's not even possible if you don't have the right beliefs, it's not even possible, man. And for yeah. you to, for you to have that at such a young age is really, really impressive, man. And, and to be able to kind of already build out systems and, 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 and to think like an entrepreneur, which I think it wasn't about being successful, but just to no. think like an entrepreneur is really, really powerful. And uh, it's really, really awesome, man. So then you you get hired on um, you, the first year, you know that I'm not I'm not meant to to be an employee. I'm not meant to work for somebody else, but um, I'm going to go off and do this on my own. So what how did you take that that leap? I mean, uh, you were working with this guy. I'm sure it was a decent job, a decent opportunity. What was that? What was that first step? How did you take that first step going into that path? Uh, this is this is this is a good story. So I was doing a job. Um, actually, it was it was for the new Exxon build. It's not even new anymore, but it was new at the time that the Exxon built this huge facility in the woodlands. And it was the biggest construction project like in the Houston area for uh, probably ever. It's probably the biggest construction project that's ever happened in, in, oh. in the Houston area. And so we were participating in that project and we had to put window film on these light boxes. Um, and it's not really necessary for me to explain what that is, but I was working and I was doing that job. Um, and I thought to myself, you know, I, I can do this. Like I understand I'm a charismatic person. I can do sales. 
and I can put this, I can put this together. I was just envisioning it. Then that, that's who right. I've always been. Like I always envision the future. I'm always like thinking like 10 steps ahead. Yeah. And, and, and like, I don't know exactly how to get from point A to point Z necessarily, but you know, if you take one step, it, the path becomes more clear as you go along. Absolutely. And so like, I had decided like, Hey, I, I can do this. I can start this business. And, you know, I, I believe in myself and I believe in this thing. And I actually started it with, uh, a partner and it was one of the guys that was working with me we were working together at this building and we started talking like while we're on the job like hey you know let's start this business together and do this together and blah 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 and um so i had already like made it up in my mind that i was going to do that and then one day i went into the office and i don't remember why i was in the office that day um but i i did i did what i needed to do and i left the office and as I was walking down the hallway, I heard my boss, who was the owner of the company, yelling at his son, who also worked for the company. Mm. And it was just like really ugly. And I was just like, you know, what? last straw. I, I don't want to I don't want to work with this guy anymore. Right. This, is, this is unacceptable. Yeah. So I literally pivoted 180 degrees, turned around, went into the office and politely let let the guy know that I, I didn't want to work for the company anymore and like, wow. if you need me for two more weeks like you can have me but i'm not going to work for you anymore wow and that was it <laughs> that's amazing dude i mean he said, no you don't have to work for me for two weeks and I, I i just yeah that was it that's crazy man so just like that you already were were envisioning creating the business but then th that was the catalyst it that just, was the last straw that was just yeah. the straw that broke the camel's back like i was already going to do it but it was just like a matter of when I was like, eh, what better time than now? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it, it's an excuse to, to, to go off on your own path. I think, I think, I think it's good motivation. So then you go and you create your business. Tell us a little bit about that. You started your business. What were, you know, what were the, the biggest challenges in the beginning, you know, creating, uh, creating that business? Right. Yeah. So I think the biggest challenge in the beginning was just like lead generation. Um, so when I had quit, I was trying to convince my partner to quit as well. Like right. I quit first and then a couple months, a few months later, two or three months later, I was able to convince him to quit also. And then we were in this thing together. 100%. Like the idea in the beginning was for, for me to like drum up some business, do some marketing and some sales, get some business. And then when he could afford to do it, he would quit as well. That was the plan. Um, so what happened was, um, I mean, this was back in 2015, probably, yeah, like probably middle of 2015. Um, so this is my first real business in 2015. And uh, I, I, I've had a website built. I think I built the website myself, actually. And then my cousin uh, started a business a few years prior, and he was doing SEO in his company. And I got to talking to him and he did some SEO magic on our website and then it didn't take long. And we were ranking on Google uh, for some of those important keywords for the business. And we wow. started getting leads coming in and I would go out and uh, go on these appointments and uh, make sales. And that's, that's how we got the business going. And we, we really pretty much relied on the SEO that my, my cousin did for pretty much all of our leads. Um, during the time I was with the company, actually, which was like two years, basically. 
Okay. And so then, so is that, is that company so active today or is it a different? Yeah, it is, but it, I'm not involved in it. I got out of it after. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So you, you create that company, you guys generate some success. You do that. Um, you know, honestly, man, the, like I said, 2015, you're, you're, you know, you're getting into SEO. Um, you're generating, I mean, it, to me, I think the most fascinating thing is, um, you know, you didn't go to business school to my knowledge. You did it. I, I I did. I actually have an associate's degree in marketing. Okay. Um, and and there was some valuable things that you learned there, but you know the truth about learning is you really need repetition. Like if you get a degree, you know you're you're four years, two or four years in a college, and then you get out, like you're gonna forget a lot of that stuff pretty. Oh, hundred percent. No, hundred percent. But it's just it seems like you know you 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 automatically kind of instinctively know what are what are the most important things needed in the, in the beginning i think a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs really struggle with that it sounds simple and common sense like oh i'm just going to do seo and do some leads but i mean a lot of people struggle with that i mean generating leads in business is the hardest thing especially in the beginning so you 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 guys start doing that you uh, you have a partner um, and then you get out of that business. So what happened there? What, what caused you to kind of shift away from that? So it was basically just, it was like scalability. It's like, I saw that business is not being very scalable and is it scalable? Yeah, you could scale it, but it's honestly like that business would be a lot harder to scale than a lot of other types of businesses in different industries. And that's kind of why I wanted to get away from it. And, and I don't regret getting away from it but part of me kind of wishes that like not just part of me kind of wishes like I would have stuck with it and taken a, a different role in the company to where I'm not spending as much time on it and really right. just see it through a little bit more that's one thing I've learned throughout the years is whatever you do you have to stick to it for you know probably at least five to ten years I agree with that yeah 100 percent and yeah. then so you, I didn't give it enough time, really. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's something that we've all learned. I mean, I, I look back on some of the stuff that, you know, I would kind of dip my toe in, you know, and I look back, I'm like, wow, you know, that it was crazy. I was just thinking about this the other day. I was like, I was a personal trainer for 10 years and um, I did we this before like fitness was cool. Right. Like I was a trainer in those days when it wasn't Instagram and all of that stuff. And uh-huh. I had a buddy who was a trainer too at 24 Hour Fitness, and he spawned off and created um, some boot camps where, kind of like Camp Gladiator, you know, but but it was uh, but it was more local. And I dipped my toe in it. And I did like for a couple months with him, and we were making some decent money. And I just I went back to 24 Hour Fitness, you know what I mean? And he actually went on and was pretty successful doing it. And there's just so many things like that. I look back, I'm like. I, but I probably wasn't ready. I didn't have the mindset for it. I didn't have um, kind of like you said, the maturity, you know, and I think sometimes that just happens, but you know, you learn, you learn as you grow. So you, you leave that business. What were, what were your next steps after that? Did you create something new? Did you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. Um, so dabbling, right. Like there, there's like almost like a theme here. Yeah. Uh, so I just didn't see, the window tenting business to be super scalable. I didn't see it as like a vehicle for me to achieve like my financial goals. Right. I saw like there's other business and there's other industries out there, other businesses that are out there that are a lot more scalable than what this is. Could we scale this? Yeah. But 
lead generation was really challenging with, with that business. It was honestly really, really challenging. And that's what like the bottleneck was. Um, so I figured out like, Hey, if we're going to make this scalable, then we need some way to generate leads, like on command, like outbound leads, right? Because if you're relying on SEO as your primary source of leads and you're in a local market, you're only limited to the amount of traffic that comes onto your website and either calls you or fills out the form. So yeah, we were getting leads from it, but it wasn't enough. And so I was trying to think of like a way that we could generate outbound leads. And we tried some different things and it just didn't really work. It, it's really hard. Like lead generation for window tinning is difficult outbound. Ooh, dude, that outbound. sounds hard. Who's your, I mean, who's imagine, your? Imagine like getting a cold call. Like, hey, do you need your windows tinted? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, I mean, honestly, Nick, that's a tough sell, man. Yeah. That's a tough sell. It was. And so honestly, like, I'm glad I got out of the industry. Like, you know, I do know a company though, that is a national window tending commercial window tending company. Right. I don't know how they do their legion. I'm like still curious to this day, how they're going about legion because there's no way they're just relying on like search engine stuff for that. Right. I mean, and think about it. What are, you know, you don't go off into a rabbit hole, but it's a good point. It's like, that's, that's a really like, what are the motivating factors for someone who wants window tent? Like, <laughs> well, heat, heat, it's like old, yeah, heat for sure. Yeah. yeah. You, know, but, for, you know, like single pane glass. So it's not insulated glass. It's just a single sheet of glass. The heat will just pour through that. So like, those are the ones really, we could have, we could have created some kind of outbound lead generation system for old buildings. We could have done that. I'm confident okay. because you can pitch that to, somebody that like a property manager that they're like spending X amount of, on energy because you can pitch to them that they will make an ROI sure. if you put window film up and here's your energy savings. Like we could have done something like that. That would be a big undertaking. I could probably do it now, but back then it was like really daunting. I was scared yeah. to pick up the phone and like call people yeah. like, <laughs> a, little, a little bit. I got over it, you know, yeah. like as the years went on, like just being in business more and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations because you have to, to grow. You really have you to do. be in uncomfortable situations to grow. But, you know, I was 22, 23 <laughs> at oh, that time. Yeah. Yeah. So maturity is still a big factor. Um. Yeah. And I just didn't see it as being super, super scalable. So the next move, I actually started a commercial glass company. Long story short, long story short, bit off way more than I could chew. Mm. I, like I'm, I'm really good at sales. I had sold a million dollars worth of jobs. Wow. Within a few short months of like starting up that business. Dude, that's, that's, that's a lot of business. It, it was. Yeah. Um, some of the, some of the first projects I were, was pretty bad on pricing and it came back to like bite me in the butt. Like I had underpriced it like a lot. And one project I lost $50,000 on. Mm. And Holy it was moly. really embarrassing too. Like the job did not go well at all. Like everything that possible, almost everything that could have gone wrong with the project went wrong. And I, I had enough. I, I had had enough. And I was at a point where I was like ready to just be done with entrepreneurship. I was thinking about how I could go, how I could go and get a normal job, making a decent income and just live my life and not be miserable. Mm. Wow. <laughs> that's where I was, dude. And, Man, and that's, and that's, I think that's a, that's such a common thing for, for entrepreneurs, man. You're, when you're on this path, 
there's always going to be like these defining moments where I honestly, I think it's so normal that, cause I've thought those same things. Like, yeah, I just want to be normal. I just want to be comfortable. I just want to be able to watch football on Sunday in peace and not worry about overhead. Dude, oh and my God. You, yes. It's resonating so much. I remember, <laughs> I, dude, I remember going on a ski trip. Like I'm snowboarding. I'm literally on the mountain and I'm fucking stressed out of my mind. Terrible, man. And I'm trying to enjoy a vacation. Snowboarding's like one of the best things for me in yep. the world. I don't, yep. like, I love snowboarding so much and I couldn't even enjoy being on the mountain. Like I was like in between slopes. I was like in the coffee shop, like at Breckenridge. mailing vendors i was having like this huge problem like i couldn't get glass ordered because like the glass the glass manufacturing company didn't trust my little startup to pay them and they didn't want to give me turns and like the gc's like do you wouldn't you get the glass on the job site bro (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like trying to get this vendor to give me terms on like thirty thousand dollars worth of glass oh my goodness and they were just not i was like yeah dude it's like one problem after another and like dude the construction the construction business is tough it's not for the faint of heart no no i mean i I can only imagine man but you you so you have this this punch to the gut um, and, and it, it, it's obviously, it was, I mean, look, a $50,000 loss, I don't care who you are. That's dude, that's a big punch to the gut. And, uh, you're, you're still young on your past, still young in the game. What's your thought process there? What do you do to overcome that? What were your next steps, um, to kind of get over that hurdle and, and to get, obviously to get the move past it? I didn't. That's, that's the answer. I didn't move past it for a year. I I had, I had been defeated by entrepreneurship. I had Mm. been defeated. I I gave up. I threw in the towel. I was like looking up online coding boot camps (laughs) to go and to get, to get some skills, to go get a job as a computer programmer, which really doesn't fit my personality. I just happened to like be decent at it. Right. And uh, I mean, just naturally I'm, I'm pretty logical with my thinking. Um, if I'm not getting too worked up, <laughs> yeah, for sure, absolutely. You know? yeah. So, so I had been defeated, man. I gave up. I was just like going to like I just wanted a normal life. I wanted to have a, a life. Like I was depressed, um, and I, I had given up on it, dude. And well, what what ended up happening though is uh, it, it took some time. When I had made my decision, like I'm getting out of this glass business, it took me probably three to five months to wrap everything up. Uh, I did one last job after I had like cleaned house. I got rid of like basically everybody, like my, I had, I had let, let all my staff go, but I had one more job to do that. I was like, I had a contract on and I needed to perform and I ordered the materials for it. Um, like I, I was, I was trying to grow too fast. I was like trying to hire people before I was ready to, I was not, I was not laying a good foundation for a business. I was just like flying at a thousand miles an hour and just trying to do everything like by the seat of my pants, which, you know, when you first met me, you may have thought that, um, I I'm like a little, like maybe a little laid back, but I wasn't then at right. all and it, and and right. because of how aggressive i was i was trying to just blow it up like the first year and right. you know for you guys listening if you're starting a business it's your first year in business don't try to blow it up your first year just Agreed. build a good foundation foundation yeah, yeah that's 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 huge man and i think 
I think a lot of that, once again, learning lessons in entrepreneurship. I mean, there's so many common learning lessons that we all learn. I've learned the same learning lesson, right? I think when you first get on the path as an entrepreneur and a business owner, you want to go really, really fast. I think that's normal. I think that's actually- You can't wait. You can't wait. You're like, right. I need to make money. Like, I, 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 you know- Right. You're passionate and you want to, you want to get it done. And, and you also see the visions you want to, you want to make it happen. But then there is a practical, uh, you know, systematic way to do things. And if you don't do it, and if you don't follow the rules that the entrepreneur guides has laid forth before us, they will punch you in the head. And <laughs> it happens to everybody, man. And, um, you know, I think, but the, the really, the thing is, is you didn't quit, you overcame it, even though it might have took a year. I was actually listening to a podcast uh, yesterday. There's a guy, I'm sure you've seen, uh, his name is Cody Sperber. He's a clever investor guy. He's, he's always online. He's like a real estate guru. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyways, on his, on his podcast, same thing. He started a business, or I'm sorry, he was real estate wholesaling. This was in, this is 15 years ago, right? A long time ago in, in real estate world. And uh, his, he went nine months, 10, I'm sorry, nine or 10 months with not doing one deal. He has no job. And he's telling his fiance, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. His family thinks he's a loony bird. And this is before, you know, the YouTubes and all of that stuff. Yeah. And same thing, dude, he just gave up, just gave up, threw in the white towel, went and got a job as an accountant for like eight or nine months, hated his life. It was like, okay, I can't do this no more. Quit that and jump back into real estate, end up doing over a thousand deals. But I just, I think it's just such a common thing for, for entrepreneurs. So you, you, it, you know, it took you maybe a year to kind of process, process that you end up getting over it. Um, what were your next steps after that? And what was the mindset uh, moving forward? So I, I never really stopped. So yeah, there was like a year transition. It was a, the year that I'm referring to was a mental transition. Mm. It was a mental thing. I, when I had decided I've had enough of this, it took me a year basically to get my passion back and to get to a point where like I'm mentally healthy to pursue like entrepreneurship. So right. um, when it first happened, I decide I'm out. I'm not going to do this anymore. It took me probably three to five months to wrap up like all the things that I need to wrap up to close up the glass business, which is what mm -hmm. I did. And I did that last job. And, and by the way, that last job went very well nice. because I ran it myself. And Let's that's what go. I should have been doing from the beginning. You know, the, the, there's a time and a place to be the bottleneck. Right. There, there is. And, and, and that's what I should have done from the beginning. But that last job, it went really well. Um, I made like $30,000 on that job and it, and it took me three weeks. And wow. Um, yeah. I mean, 10 I made grand, really that's 10, 10 grand a week, man. I mean, that's, yeah. that's solid. And that solid, was just me solid. and a helper. Basically, I had I had a third guy out on the job site for like maybe a day or two. But it was just basically me and a helper. And if I had done it like that from the very beginning, like let me build a solid foundation of like how this business, how the business actually works, how how the deliverable is is done. Yep. You know, what the production looks like, and then just you know gradually put things into place, take my time hiring good people. Um, I'm I'm getting off on a tangent here, but uh, the the bottom line is that last job went really well. And if I had approached it like that from the beginning, it would have been very good. But then, so I finished this job. And then 
at, at like the, like almost the same time as me finishing this job, I had like started doing shop drawings for other glass contractors. So for those of you guys that don't know what that is, that's just part of the process. Like when you're doing, you're in the construction, commercial construction is you have to do what they call submittals. And so you're talking about submitting product data on the materials you're using and drawings of how everything is going to work to the general contractor and the architect so that they can see what you're going to provide and then like either approve it or disapprove it and like request you, you submit something else. And so I started doing these shop drawings for other commercial glass contractors. And actually this is a pretty wild story. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to brag a little bit here. So I started <laughs> the shop drawing business It's called advantage drafting. I still have the company today. Nice. Uh, founded it in June of 2018 with a $12 Udemy course on how to use AutoCAD. Ooh. I bought a $12 Udemy course on how to use AutoCAD. And I started doing shop drawings for other commercial glass contractors. This year, we just did over half a million dollars in sales. Oh, wow. God dang. And that's amazing, man. We just hit seven figures in total business. Um, just like literally, I think Tuesday. This that's week. amazing, man. Absolutely freaking amazing. So, I mean, this, this is why you don't, if, if you, if you're an entrepreneur and you're a business owner, this is why you don't quit. Because, because you know what, man, I, I, I also kind of, it's probably maybe just a belief system, but it's sort of a philosophy as well. I mean, I feel like life will test you and it tests everybody. And, and I think it does that. It's sort of like a survival of the fittest in a way. I, and I feel like business is part of that. I mean, if everybody could sustain long-term success, then, and it, and it was just easy. And we all just, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It, business, it would be chaos, number one. Number two, you couldn't sustain that. So right. life has a way of filtering out the real from the people that don't really want it. Well, then and, it would devalue money because if everyone was successful, then you wouldn't have people that are not successful and then 100%. money wouldn't have as much value. Well, and I, and I think that's exactly, it's kind of like the, the survival of the fittest, you know, but from an economical standpoint, and it's like, I think as entrepreneurs, there's massive reward, but life is going to test you, you know, and it's going to hit you with bumps. Like, okay, are you ready for that next, that next big reward? Because if you are ready, that means you probably had the foundation to sustain it. And for you to get tested with a $50,000 loss at your age, I mean, 50 grand, 23 years 23 old, 23 years old, dude. I mean, that's huge. I mean, and that was, that was like all the money that I had. Bro, 50 grand. I don't care if you're a millionaire, bro. 50 grand is well, it, it will make you think twice for sure, you know? And for you to overcome that, process it, move it, move forward. And now you create this business that you invested 12 bucks on education. Okay. But but it was it was the creativity that that allowed you to see that. And now you're at seven figures on business. It's phenomenal, man. I think that's, you know, with this podcast, if, if someone, that's the reason why I wanted to kind of get your story, I, you know, because, because the thing is, man, we get on here and people just, they go, oh, you know, seven figures, he's doing this, he, but they don't, they don't know the backstory. Right. It, it's like, we, we see enough of that on Instagram, right? We see, you know, what irks me like crazy what? is when, when, when normal people like hate on us entrepreneurs for our success, like you don't fucking know where I came <laughs> from. I don't know how, how many times I clawed and scraped to have even a, a, a peaceful night's sleep 
Exactly right. Don't fucking no, bro. And I think that's that's why I wanted to get your backstory because because the thing is, man, is people only see the end result. I mean, unless it's your loved ones and, and the people that are in your circle, but outside the world, the world only sees, you know, the tip of the iceberg. And you know what? People judge whatever. But the point is, is for those entrepreneurs and those business owners that, that haven't created a business, I think it's good for them to hear the real story because like, hey, this is what it really is, man. Like you're going to be tested. You're going to have moments where you want to run your head in a wall and to quit. And there's going to be moments where you don't want to get out of bed, but you're in good company because every other freaking entrepreneur has gone through the same thing. You know what I mean? And yes. now you're you have a seven figure business. Let's talk about the real estate because now you, you have a real estate business as well. Yeah. Tell us a little bit Started about it too that. soon. Started it too soon. Okay. <laughs> but, but, yes, but yes, it was just, it wasn't the right time. I mean, it'll be okay. We've already scaled and, and built a team. Um, but, you know, just that natural, um, that, that thing that's inside of us, that's pushing us for results fast. Yeah. It, it, it was there. It was there too. Um, it, I definitely did I definitely did better starting that business and building it than I did with like the glass company. But in all honesty, like I should have waited a little bit longer to get my drafting business a little bit more established and a little bit farther along before chasing after that shiny object. But, you know, it's going to be fine. (laughs) You know what, man, I think it's, it is, it's, it's already, you're already doing deals. It's already successful, but to your standards, it it might take some It's not up to my standards. No. Yeah. And and, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, we, we've made a lot of progress though. We've we've laid a great foundation 2021. We, we tried a lot of things. We uh, had some successes. We did, you know, probably two dozen deals or so. Um, But, you know, with the overhead uh, yeah, there's, there's not like a lot of profit left over, but But, you know, I can I can see I'm looking at the numbers. I'm looking at the P&L and I'm looking at what we're doing in in marketing. And I'm, you know, using all the data that I know. And um, I I know that 2022 is going to be a huge success because of like the foundation we've built. We have built a strong foundation. um, And that's yeah, that's awesome, man, because now now you have these two companies. You have uh, Advantage Drafting. You have the real estate. What's your real estate company called? It's called the Leo Group. So you have the Leo group and you have, and you have uh, advanced drafting. So you have these two twin turbo engines, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, and it, it, the cool thing about businessman is, you know, we, I'm the same way. I mean, I'm just like, I'm like you, man, I'm like a lot of, a lot of other entrepreneurs. Like I want the success right now, but you know what, when I actually sit down and think, I'm like, you know what, Blake, if you can just keep doing this for 10 years, Dude, not only not only are you going to be a multimillionaire, but dude, you're going to have all the you know every everything that you wanted, the lifestyle and, and, the, right. and the joy and all that, and, and that's that's what's so awesome, man. And I think there's a there's like a saying. It's like we we overestimate what we can do in a year, but we underestimate what we can do in ten years. Facts, bro. <laughs> you know, and it's and and you know, I'm I'm 37. Um, how are you, Nick? I just turned 30 in November. Dude, so you're freaking young, man. God, dang, so you're 30 years old. Bro, We're all like, on our own journey, Blake. We're all on our own yeah, journey. I dude, I just got out of my mastermind call with Nick Perry. Yeah. And there's a kid. There's literally a kid in that group. He's like, he's got to be in his early 20s. And he, he just like, 
congrats to him. Like, seriously, congrats, bro. He's killing it. He's like, he's like trying to do like 300 K a month. And oh my he, God. And he's only had his business for a year, dude. He, he, he literally just said, I didn't even know what wholesaling was in November of last year. <laughs> wow. Dude. And it's in it, but you know, like I said, we're all on our own path, man. Yeah. And, and the thing about this entrepreneurial path is dude, this is a, this is an educational path, you know, because yeah, it's the business, it's the finances, it's the economics. Sure. For sure. But dude, it honestly, it's, it's a, you're, you're learning. That's all it is, man. I'm constantly learning. I'm, I'm becoming a better person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm learning new skills. I'm, you know, because you have to do those things to evolve, to get the success. So really it's a personal development course, really. That's really what it is. Yeah. And we're using business as a vehicle. So, um, so what are your, I mean, your, your next, your next year, 2022, what does that look like for you as a business owner, as an entrepreneur? Uh, what, what, are, what are the main things that you're wanting to achieve uh, on your companies? Yeah. So next year I want to, well, we've got specific goals, right. For, for, for the businesses um, and, and what those are, I can get into that in a second, but for me personally, I want to work. I want to grind just a little less. Okay. Okay. I want to grind just a little less. And and that's really just dialing it back just a, you know, an hour a day, maybe. Right. And just trying to create a little bit more space in my schedule. So I don't feel like I'm just rushing to the next thing constantly. That's yeah. kind of like, has been the theme uh, of my path so far is just rushing, rushing yeah. and hurrying. And yeah. that's, that just creates stress and honestly, like not even the most optimal result either. So I really want to just try to slow down a little bit more like mentally and be a little bit more thoughtful and strategic about how I'm spending my time. And, uh, and, and yeah, so, so there's that. And then I'm going to make way more money in 2022 than I ever have in my whole life for sure. Like, Um, with advantage drafting, we should net four to 500 K we should, we should yeah. net four to 500 K next year. And with the Leo group, similar results, very similar results. So between the two of them, probably netting somewhere between like 700 and a million between that's the two. awesome. That's so, awesome, man. That's like huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, Look, man, that's a lot of money. I don't, I, I, I you know, when seriously, um, free cash flow, I mean, that, that's profit. Like, that's profit. Yeah, no profit. That's after dude, all the bills are paid. Yeah. Woo, that's a lot of cash, man. And, and, and I'm excited to see your next steps after that because I know just for your personality, what you already done with limited resources, very you know, limited resources, very limited resources, 12 bucks, right? You know what I mean? And, you know, now you have a year like that. I think that's where the, you know, you know, you really, you really shine on your path. You know what I mean? There's, there's so many creative things you could do um, and, and, you know, expansion on your businesses, but also your personal brand. And, and, and I'm sure there's some things there that you probably are yeah. looking forward to as well. Um, so we'll wrap this up, but Nick, I want to, uh, this is kind of for the, you know, the entrepreneurs that, you know, uh, that are on the path watching this. What would you say is, um, and you've kind of already touched on this a little bit, but what would be the the probably the the best advice you can give uh, a young entrepreneur on their path? Um, and then the second question is, um, what is the the best book 
that you would recommend for a young entrepreneur on their path? For a young entrepreneur, like somebody just just starting out. Yeah. So this is this is you're talking to Nick at 20 years old. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Well, I would, the advice I would give would definitely be for, for, and this is for me, for my personality, you know, everybody's different, but for me, the advice I would give would just be like patience, dude, be patient, man, slow yeah. down, be patient and whatever you pick, you know, stick to it. Um, I don't regret getting out of the window tinting business because that is a really difficult business to scale, like in all honesty, right. but uh, most businesses are not like that challenging to generate leads, I think. So, uh, patience, slow down, um, you know, yes, work hard, but work strategically and, um, you know, just stick to it. So that's the advice I would give. I like it. I like it, man. It's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Best business book, um, mindset stuff, man. Like thinking grow rich is great. Yep. Um, the e-myth is great as well, but take that one with a grain of salt because, you know, when I read that book, it wanted me, it, it almost like fueled me to try to grow and scale a little bit too fast. Like mm -hmm. I, I didn't, I didn't want to be a business owner that owned their own job, you know? So that's right. a really important book, but just take it with a little bit of a grain of salt and just know that like, it's okay to own your own job for in the beginning. And a lot of times it's necessary. Man, that that's awesome freaking advice because once again, we live in the Instagram age where it's like, I want the Lambo. I want to delegate everything. I want to, I want to be on the beach doing, you know, right. dude. And like, I think it's awesome, but you know, there's reality and reality is like you said, Nick is it's totally okay. And cool to work in your own job. And you're, I'm sorry, okay. your own business. It's yeah. okay. It's yeah, not it's sexy. <laughs> it's not yeah. sexy at all. It's it's not, like, <laughs> you want to hear but it's what you need to hear. <laughs> it's a hundred percent right, man. And I think we just, we live in this, you know, oh, I'm going to do, and you're hundred percent right, man. You own a business. You, you probably, yeah, you need to be a, your own employee for a while, you know? Yeah. And but, but, I, the, but the caveat is don't get stuck in that trap. Don't get that's stuck. The other, that's the other side of the coin, dude. That's, that's, that's when you see somebody that says, yeah, I've been in business for 20 years, but they've got like four people on staff. Well, that's not good, right? That's the extreme. <laughs> yeah. So but then you, you see have, that too. You see that. Yeah. There's a lot of that out there. And I think I, that no. probably exists more than what I was, which I was the opposite. I was like, I don't want that. Like, I want to yeah. get as far away from that as possible, as quick as possible. And that's the wrong way too. There's like a in-between that's the sweet spot. I, I, I totally agree with you. I 100% agree. I think it's, it's knowing what season you're in, you know, and, 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 and yeah. working within that. But I think in the beginning, because talking about a young entrepreneur, they, they need to work their business, you know, and, and, and to build and to be patient. So awesome advice, Nick. I really appreciate it. Uh, man, it's awesome having you on, you know what I mean? Uh, it really, really is. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do this more often. I want to do uh, a follow-up podcast, maybe sometime next year to touch on your goals that you went over and, and your progress. And I'm excited to see, you know, those two businesses grow Cause I know, I just know from, from knowing you that, that you're just getting started. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's going to be really, really cool to kind of see, see the expansion, you know, after that, yeah. man. And it's, uh, Dude, I'm going to be careful. Like, yeah, we're probably, so, so 2021, we, we basically hit our goals. I mean, 
almost like 95% of the way we, we nine for, for both businesses, we're really close. Um, so I'm anticipating, you know, we either hit our goal or get really close or exceed it. You know, we're, we get there close, you know? Yeah. Um, but the thing is, man, like I made so many mistakes early on that I'm ready to done, be done making big mistakes. I can make I that. mistakes, but I'm I done with big mistakes, dude. Like I'm going to be pretty conservative to protect what I've built and, uh, and not just do some stupid stuff and, and cause it all to implode, you know? So that's something I've got in the back of my mind is like, I'm going to be really careful about all the big decisions that we take and the things that we do. hundred percent. Same and same, same with me too, man. I mean, I, I, um, I think um, it's good to be conservative on that. I think it's good to be aggressive on, on, on growth overall, but man, you gotta, you know, you gotta protect what you built, you know, otherwise, you know, you can't expand, you know what I mean? Yeah. So totally, totally agree with that, man. Um, well, Nick, it was a pleasure, brother. I know it's, it's Christmas. We got, you know, Christmas Eve coming up tomorrow. Everybody's getting ready for Christmas. So I really appreciate you taking out your time uh, to do this with me and um, looking forward to growing with you, man, next year. Likewise, man. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it, brother. All right. Thanks. Bye.